use as a sort of perfectionism excuse to put in front of procrastination just to make ourselves feel a little bit better about the fact that we aren't taking the steps that we kind of promised to ourselves or promised to our peers or our network that we were going to do. Today is a juicy one. So this is going to be all about procrastination. And I know that probably already you're groaning and thinking, oh God, I don't want to talk about procrastination because we all always have that one thing that we're just putting off. That's something that we are resisting, that feels painful, that we just don't want to do. It's the last thing on our mind. It's at the bottom of our list and we just don't want to do it. (laughs) We just don't want to do it. So today I want to talk about, um, you know, why do we procrastinate and sort of the energy that sits with us when it comes to procrastination. So this, uh, first of all, (laughs) disclaimer, I want you to know that when it comes to procrastination, you're not alone. There are so many people, particularly people that are going for big goals and comfortable goals that procrastinate. And ultimately, it always comes down to sort of a lack of, of belief. And we all, we always kind of want to be in control of our own failure, which I know sounds really horrible and morbid. And it's probably the last thing that you want to hear on this podcast. But ultimately, we often procrastinate because we're scared about what's coming next. And fear always plays a huge part in that. Now, the really interesting thing to point out, and you might have heard this before a million times, but procrastination often can be disguised as perfectionism. So I, you know, even with my clients, I speak to them quite regularly, and there's always this sort of element around, I don't want to post that yet, or I don't want to share that yet, or I don't want to launch that yet, uh, because it's not perfect. It's not where I need it to be. It's not good enough yet. And ultimately, this is kind of a reflection of our own worthiness. Now, of course, you know, yes, I get it. If there's some things that are literally a hot mess, we don't want to just, you know, roll it out there for the world to see. However, sometimes, and when I say sometimes, I probably mean more often than not, it's actually good enough. You know, you are good enough as you are to work with the people that you want to work with, or you're good enough as you are to share the message that you want to share. So when it comes to procrastination and perfectionism, it's really important to kind of just gauge what's happening between the two. So sometimes we will procrastinate and procrastinate, and we will find excuses to kind of disguise that procrastination, because of course, the last thing we want to do is admit that we are actually, in fact, procrastinating. (laughs) The last thing we want to talk about is the fact that, you know what, I am purposely putting this off. So we disguise it and say, oh no, because it's not ready yet, because I need to create this first, or I need to launch this first, have a nice background first or I need to you know there's a million things that we can kind of you know use as a sort of perfectionism excuse to put in front of procrastination just to make ourselves feel a little bit better about the fact that we aren't taking the steps that we kind of promised to ourselves or promised to our peers or our network that we were going to do so when it comes to understanding why we procrastinate, I think that this can actually move us forward from the procrastination that holds us back. So as I was saying, we often procrastinate because we want to be in control of our own failure. Now, of course, this isn't a conscious decision. You know, I'm not sitting there every day thinking, I can't wait to fail. Let me procrastinate on purpose. You know, it's something that kind of lies within your subconscious. It's something that is hidden away within us. And the reason that we kind of have that response where we probably do procrastinate and self-sabotage is because over time, you know, over the, the course of our lives, we might have created this cycle. Now, the cycle can be anything, you know, any position that we've been in where we felt that things are going good and then they have kind of, you know, turned around and maybe not gone the way that we want. And it's sometimes this cycle that we get so far 
and then everything falls to shit and then we go backwards. So it's really important just to identify where, where we're seeing patterns form in the procrastination cycle. Because ultimately when we're procrastinating and very often we procrastinate on the things that we know 100% are about to make the biggest difference to our success. So we procrastinate on the things that are gonna get the most impact in the goal that we're trying to make. We procrastinate in things that are really gonna turn things around for us. Um, and you know, it comes down to that sort of worthiness, lack of belief, and also hiding behind that perfectionism. So the first thing that I wanna point out is that there's no such thing as perfect. And we all know this ultimately because, you know, I'm sure that there's probably been a time and I'm gonna, you know, let's go back for a moment. So I'm sure that there's probably been a time that all of you have looked in the mirror and thought, mm, not quite, you know, the size that I wanted to be. Not quite, you know, the look that I wanna be right now. You know, particularly after lockdown, I'm sure all of us had that thought process come into play. So we can sometimes think that, oh, because I don't look a certain way or because I don't feel a certain way in this clothing or, you know, because I don't quite look the way that I wanna look, um, yeah, I can't do this right now. Now's not the time. What I need to do first, and this is where the perfectionism comes in, what I need to do first is get into the gym and then get fit, get healthy, and then I can start to launch my business, go live, share my story, whatever it's gonna be. Because we're so sort of nervous about maybe not showing the quote unquote perfect version of ourselves. But with this example, what I actually want you to do is rewind back to a time that maybe you did actually have the perfect body. <laughs> We've all had our own idea of what perfect is. You know, we might look back at a, a holiday photo and think, ah, I was so in shape then. Or, you know, you might look at your wedding photo or you might look at a birthday party photo or a video or whatever it is and think, ah, oh, I was so in shape then. If only I knew, if only I knew that that was my perfect weight. But I'm telling you, if you rewind back to who that person was at that time, they weren't walking around thinking, oh my gosh, I am so perfect right now. I'm just so perfect. I'm telling you, they weren't because there's all, you know, perfectionism just doesn't exist. No, no matter what, it just doesn't exist. So it's really important to know that no matter what, it will never be perfect. If you're wanting to launch a business, it will never be perfect. If you're wanting to start a YouTube channel, it will never be perfect. If you want to create something, design something, work with someone, the pitch that you do is never gonna be perfect. There's always gonna be something that you can do. And this same, the same goes for me and my videos, and I imagine the same will go for these podcasts. There will be things that I listen back to and think, oh God, if only I said that instead, or I forgot to talk about that. There's always gonna be certain things that kind of just, you just roll with it. Because I guarantee you that there's probably, you know, all of the most successful people in the world, they probably think, ah, oh, you know what? I could have just done that a bit better. I could have just done that a bit better. But the great thing is that when it comes to perfectionism, we need to stop striving for that. What we're actually striving for is progress. Because if I, could, if I look at, if I ask myself, is this perfect? The answer is always gonna be no, every single time, because it's never gonna be perfect. But if I look at this and think, have I made progress since the last time I did this? Or was this better than the last one that I did? The answer is gonna be yes, most of the time, <laughs> most of the time. So I think it's really important just to acknowledge that perfectionism, you know, we need to stop using that as an excuse because ultimately it's just hiding and the fact that we might be procrastinating about something that can really, really move us forward. So 
I'll share a little story with you actually. So recently, I mean, like I said, I'm not perfect guys. I was procrastinating on something for the longest time. So I have an accountant now because I'm obviously self-employed. Um, I've got an accountant because so important to stay on top of your taxes so you don't have a massive tax bill in January that you're like, oh, I don't have that money. So I got an accountant as sort of like accountability and obviously, you know, direction to make sure that I'm actually doing this right. You know, I don't want to mess this up. It's money at the end of the day. So my accountant likes to, even though, you know, the tax returns and everything doesn't need to be until January, she likes to do everything up to date in that month. So for example, even though my whole year of tax, you know, paperwork and invoices and expenses doesn't need to be in until January. You know, it's now September. She is saying to us, what I need you to do is be up to date every single month. As you get an invoice come in, upload it onto our, you know, our shared portal so that I can file this for you. When you get an expense, upload it instantly so I can file it for you. So what that means is by the time we roll around to January, she's already got everything she needs. I don't need to scramble around last minute trying to find pieces of paper and invoices and receipts. And I already know what I'm going to be paying for, you know, that, that tax year, you know, we're, we're ahead of the game. So this is something that obviously as an, you know, a newly sort of self-employed person, that was a bit of a struggle for me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Cause I, I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, what's it, what's the word, you know, like when you, you get an exam and you've got coursework to hand in. I like the kind of, you know, I don't, I don't like it, but clearly my actions say that I like the thrill of doing everything last minute. So this really shifted my perspective on this because I was like, ah, actually I'm being held accountable to get on top of this much sooner. Now, since we had the new tax year, so obviously since April, I fell off the wagon. I completely fell behind on all of my taxes. So what it meant is I got everything in um, for April so that it's obviously prepared for the next year's tax year. So that's ready to go. We're actually in the following year now. So we're really ahead of the game. So I just know, because I know my accountant, that she wants me to keep on top of these, you know, these taxes. But, you know, September, I look back since April, I had not uploaded one single invoice, one single expense, one receipt, one nothing. And every single week I said to myself in my diary, Sherilyn, you know, let's focus on the invoices this week. Let's get your invoices up to date. Let's get everything up to date so that you've just not got that niggly feeling in the back of your head that you need to get it done. And every week that I promised myself I would do it, I would go, ah, I didn't do that. And I'd roll it over to the next week. And this has gone on for four months. <laughs> four months of carrying it over to the next week, to the next week, because there was no sense of urgency. It isn't a life or death situation. It isn't something that anything's really gonna happen if I, if I do upload it now. Um, so there wasn't that sense of urgency. Plus, you know, when it comes to finances, any of you that know me, you know, I have always had a bit of a difficult situation with money, a bit of a, a you know, a challenging relationship with money because I lived life like YOLO, <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, be around for the next 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, let's just enjoy life now. And then I get to the end of the month and I'd be like, oh, I'm still here, okay, I need to pay my bills. So it was always this kind of like extreme and then coming back and then extreme and then coming back. Um, and you know, I do really value experiences over everything. I honestly don't believe that we've been put on the world to literally work and work and work and not live. So I've always held that to a really high standard, but because of that, it's meant that I've, I've developed or I had developed this sort of um, protection that made me just not look at my finances. You know, I just didn't want to look at my finances. I didn't want to, I would just 
do what I needed to do until my card told me that I couldn't do it no more. And obviously that is not a healthy way to be with money. So if any of you are listening to this and that is you, something's got to change. (laughs) But you know, because of that sort of relationship that I've had with money up until this point when I've actually actually been faced with, no, you need to be in front of your finances rather than the behind. um, You know, it has taken some adjusting for me to get to that point. So anyway, every week I'd roll over the, you know, turn over my diary and say, yep, cool, I'll do that next month. Yep, cool, I'll do it next week, next week. Never got done. And I know for a fact that it was going to catch up with me at some point. (laughs) And then it did. So my accountant emailed me on, I think it was on a Thursday. No, I think she emailed me on the Friday. Um, And she said, hey, Sholin, just letting you know that I'm going to be checking all of the um, portals and just make sure that your invoice and expenses are up to date. I'll, I'll check in next Friday. So I'm sat there and I'm like, oh my God, I literally haven't done anything. I've not done it. I've not done it. And I was like, it's okay, I've got a week. But then what this did is it provided accountability for me. It meant that not only was I just like saying to myself, oh, okay, I need to do that, I need to do that, and then just carrying it over and then not really dealing with the issue that I needed to deal with. It meant that I was actually being held accountable by somebody who was actually gonna check that for me. So it's almost like having a teacher that's gonna check your homework, or almost like having you know a boss that's gonna check your project work. So I then felt like, oh, okay, kick into gear. And you know what was so crazy? It didn't take me anywhere near as long as I thought it would take me to do because I'm quite organised in the sense of as an invoice comes in, I literally file it into a folder. So all I had to do was go to this folder that was pre-existing and then just upload it onto this portal. Took me such a small amount of time that I was sat there going, why did I work? Why did I make this such a big thing? Why did I make this into such a mountain? that I was resisting and procrastinating on. But because obviously, as I mentioned, that that sort of relationship with money has been damaged, it has always just meant that it's kind of made me a little bit hesitant when it comes to seeing, you know, what the finances are saying. So it was, you know, it was quite an interesting uh, process. And obviously, like I said, I'd made it into this mountain and it wasn't a mountain at all. Plus now, the fact that it's up to date means that I can now stay up to date each month as paperwork comes in. And I've saved myself a job. I've saved myself a panic. I've saved myself so much stress when it comes to, you know, that period between Christmas and, you know, getting your tax return and in January, it means I'll already be ahead of the game. I'll only have to do those couple of invoices for that month and then Bob's your uncle. So, you know, it's really interesting when you kind of look at the benefit of that. But not only that, when I'd uploaded everything, I was in for a bit of a shock. Because I thought I'd obviously fiddled around with the system and I hadn't done it right. So I took things down, uploaded them back, took things down, uploaded them back. And actually, it turned out that in the space of the past 12 months, I had doubled my London salary, over doubled it. And I could not believe that that was something that I was so hesitant on finding out. And I feel that now I'm now that I've gone through that process, it was really interesting because I think that that says so much about my character and sort of the beliefs that were lying underneath the surface that of course, consciously I wasn't thinking that, um, but you know, subconsciously I was thinking, oh gosh, I don't know if I wanna see that. I don't know if I wanna be faced with finances right now. But then when I did it, I was in for a pleasant surprise because I could not believe that since working in corporate, 
and then working for myself, in the span of 12 months, I'd been able to double that corporate income. And it's crazy because I remember at that time when I was working in that particular job, I was really struggling because I mean, as you know, like London is a very expensive city to live on. I wasn't on that much money and I was working my bottom off. I was literally like going for it every single month. And then I had a word with my manager and I said, look, I just think that I am looking after quite a few different sites here. Um, I do think that, you know, it, a, a pay rise is probably, you know, it's time for a pay rise kind of thing. And I was told that I should be grateful for the pay that I was on because other people in this position with this similar skill set um, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be offered that in a different company. But there was something in me that was that just told me that I was worthy of earning more than that because I knew my value and I knew the work that I was doing. I knew that I was doing a good job. And it's really, and this is where there's so much damage that's done because I could have very easily listened to that and gone, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll just stay here or, you know, I'll just, I'll just deal with this. But there was something in me that just knew that there was more and that, that there was worthiness on the other side of this. I just had to believe it first. And I think that so often, because we don't believe it first, we then don't take the action that follows us through that belief. So of course my action was to leave that job because it wasn't gonna progress me. They clearly, they made it very clear to me that they weren't really ever gonna pay me any more than that was on. And if I did, there was more responsibility that was gonna come with it when I was already stretched to capacity with the responsibility that I had. So realizing that I actually have been able to shift because of my own belief that was underlying that I just allowed to push it through. I was then able to change my circumstances and be able to earn the money that I deserve and that I knew I deserved at the time. Um, it doing something that you know feels much more aligned with me and something that I do really enjoy. So I really wanna encourage you at those times that you are thinking about perfectionism, procrastination. You know guys, I'll be honest with you, if I was waiting for perfection, I would still be waiting right now. There's no way that I would have launched my business. There's no way that I would have gone full-time self-employed. There's no way that I would have started a podcast. There's no way that I would have gone live on Instagram. There's no way that I would have done so many things that have led me to incredible opportunities on the, on the other side had I been waiting for perfection because perfection never comes. So what I wanna sort of end with on this podcast today is the quicker that you do the stuff the, the things that you're sort of procrastinating about, the painful things that you're like, oh God, I just don't want to do it. Though the quicker that you do those things, the further it will get you ahead much quicker as well. And your energy is everything. So I remember when I was going through that situation of looking at my sort of, you know, my income and figuring out what to do with my accountant and my, all that stuff every single week that I carried over that you know, that to-do list, I would say, right, now I'll sort out my invoices. And every week that I didn't do it, I was stung with more guilt. It was almost this guilt of like, oh, I've let myself down again. Oh, I've let myself down again. And then once you've let yourself down once, twice, you keep letting yourself down, it becomes easier to do. And then you just do it. You know, you don't actually flip it on its head and actually, you know, have that self-integrity to see it through. So whether it's a case of you being able to develop that self-integrity muscle yourself. And of course, I've been able to do that in some areas, but also there might be some areas that you just need accountability. You need someone that's gonna help you get it done. You need someone to be able to, you know, encourage you and, and guide you through that process because otherwise, there will just be weeks and weeks and weeks of turning the page 
and it's still not getting done until someone interrupts that pattern and says, no, you need to do this. And then because you feel that accountability to someone else, more than likely you'll get it done. So if you've got that guilt about, I've still not done it, I've still not done it, I've still not done it, please know that that thing that you are procrastinating over, that's the thing that's slowing you down because once you can get past that, then it's almost like floodgates and everything else becomes easier and you can kind of start to build your momentum from there. So I really hope that you've been able to get some value from this today. And as I said in my previous podcast, if you've liked this, if you've enjoyed it, I'd love to know your thoughts. I'd love to know thoughts on any other topics that you'd love me to talk about. Um, So feel free to share this podcast on your socials and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Sherilyn Show.